I was reading an article today in which uh, Professor Vasti Root was quoted and saw at Stellenbosch University, local voice, had a look at uh, the CV and thought, yeah, this might be a conversation I could have about something which always troubles me. And that is, have a superficial understanding of why this country is as violent as it is. The the number of incidents, the violence associated with the Nahawu strike, a nurse attacking an ambulance with a punga, have a superficial understanding of why that happens. But we have so many incidents of violence. We resort to violence so easily, and so often the violence that is resorted to is extreme in its nature. And I thought maybe a philosopher can help me form a framework to understand it better. Professor Vasti Root has one of those long titles, um, Associate Professor in the Department of Philosophy, Head of the Unit for Social and Political Ethics in the Centre for Applied Ethics. Vasti, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John, and uh, good afternoon to your listeners. Help me. How, how does one... With what lens does one best look at South Africa's violence issue, for want of a better phrase, to understand it better? That is a good question to start with, because one of the ways I think that one can go wrong um, in thinking about the problem of violence in our country is to is to start through a too small a lens, to individualize it uh, or to psychologize it. So there are ways of thinking about, you know, the psychology of crowds and so on, and there's there's um, there's something valuable to take from there. From my perspective, it is more valuable, it's more useful, I should say, to look at this uh, from, a, from a larger, let's call it, uh, institutional or structural perspective. Explain. So, if you had to ask me how should we understand the, the, the current violence that, that we have seen and you know, the, the occurrence of violence in our country, I would say that, first of all, we should, we should think of it as a... Uh, a breakdown, perhaps not even a breakdown, perhaps we've never really achieved it, but a a lack of social stability. And by social stability, I really just mean um, the basic willingness of most citizens most of the time to abide by the law and to to act within the the norms and and frameworks that that are there. Now, one can get to social stability in two ways. One is a top down approach. Right, where you have the, the iron hand of the state that forces everybody to comply on pain of death or on pain of severe punishment and succeeds to meet out that punishment. I would say that most of the history of South Africa, so far as we had stability, it was much more that kind of stability, so sort of top-down stability. I do think that our politicians, uh, those in, in government, tend to still think that this is the way to go, that you need an iron hand, an iron fist. That's why we have a police minister who says, you know, shoot to kill, shoot the bastards, that, that kind of language. The problem is that this kind of top-down stability is very, it's very superficial. And the moment that you have weakness in, in the state, then you have an eruption of, of well, violence and instability. And I think that that is part of what we've seen. I, I suspect, Vasti, that a lot of people listening to us who would like the top-down approach but just would want it to be more effective than it appears to be at the moment. 
Yes, I think so. Um, and, it, and it can be effective. North Korea is extremely effective. Um, the price that you pay is, well, on the one hand, you pay the, the price in freedom. The second price, or the, the bigger price you pay is that, as I, as I said earlier, that kind of stability is, is very superficial. People comply out of fear, but not out of commitment. The kind of stability that we seek and that we have not succeeded in, in developing in this country um, is stability for the right reason. So where, where people obey the law, um, act within certain, within certain guardrails because they think it's the right thing to do. Uh, so where there's, where there's real commitment, real buy-in, to use that phrase, um, it's a sort of the normative framework uh, of the society. And we, have, we don't have that, which means that the moment that there's a sense that, that you know, authority is receding, people act uh, in the ways that people are capable of acting. You know, um, water flows where it can. Yeah, look, I mean, we, we had apartheid, which was an offence against any notion of morality. And there might have been, uh, you know, some people might have obeyed the law because they liked the idea of the apartheid state, and, and many people obeyed the law because they were terrified of what would happen to them if they did not. But it was it was a moral vacuum, and that was replaced by um, a set of structures which had been voted into power, supposedly democratically, and then we started to see the feet of clay of of those and and you know the the sort of superficial response is if the government can't be bothered to obey its own laws then why the hell should i as a citizen so i mean how do we go about turning that around it i know it's a it's a huge ask but but how do we start to implement a bottom a bottom upwards approach which at least holds out the possibility of this social commitment to a shared idea of a non-violent place. Yes, John. If if the answer to I that know. question uh, was easy, word would have gotten out. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, I think there are some things that one can say about this. Um, so the 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 absence of a sort of a shared commitment and so on. I mean, that is part of a, a low trust environment. You know, so you, I mean, one of the protesters I saw, uh, he was quoted saying, um, we are not responsible for other people's lives. Other people's lives are not our, are not our responsibility. Um, so that is, that is when one thinks of your society as really just a bunch of individuals where everybody is out to get as much as they can when they can because you never know when you're going to lose everything. So you don't trust your your fellow citizens and you don't trust your government to actually care about your life. So how does one go from a low trust to a high year trust environment? One thing... Governments and institutions must behave better. Yes. Yes, that is it. And if the government is not able to do so, then that is not the government that we should have. So there is also, it's incumbent upon us, I think, as, as, as citizens to, to be much more engaged um, and think about the stakes of the next election. 
But without a trustworthy government, you can't just say, well, people must do it from themselves for themselves and fix things on their own from the bottom up. You do need functioning institutions. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it's not only government. Government is, is a particularly easy target at the moment, but many of our corporations don't serve the idea of a, a common and united vision because they, too, are largely focused on profit and the shareholders are what matter to them more than the people who buy, utilize their products and services. So, you know, it's it's not just government that has to earn our trust. It is other institutions, it's faith-based institutions, it's commercial institutions, need to do better to earn our trust in them. You are you are completely right, and you know I think what we what we lack is a is is a shared vision of what what is society what kind of a thing a society is, and I think if you if you if you pressed people, uh, you would get some idea that society is a bit like a hotel. You know, you sort of check in, you use room service, and if you're not happy with what you get, you check out or you thrash the furniture or something. And that's the wrong way of thinking about it. A society only works if, insofar as as all members and all in, you know interlocking institutions within that society think of it as a, as a shared venture. It's a, it's a common undertaking where each one of us can only flourish if the others do too. I think we had something of that in the you know post. 1994, we, we get to reinvent ourselves, that, that kind of energy in the air, that, that here we can forge uh, you know, ourselves anew. And we have really lost that. Um, and we, we've also lost, I think, the, the kind of people who are able to present us or who, who are able to embody such a vision. Um, but so that is our our challenge and our tragedy. Um, but that is also the moment where we require different people to step up. Professor Vasti Root is with the Department of Philosophy at Stellenbosch University. Thank you very, very much for talking to us.